And that music can only mean one thing. The Delaware Valley Journal is on the air. The official podcast of DelawareValleyJournal.com. We are bringing you the news that you just can't get anywhere else. Thanks to our outstanding news director, the lovely and talented Linda Stein. Linda, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Michael? Yeah, I'm great. I'm hearing feedback from our radio ads that we're running to let people know about Delaware Valley. Have you heard it? Has anyone said anything to you? Because I'm hearing good stuff. Uh, nobody's mentioned it to me yet, but I'm well, I have more looking friends forward to do. that. That's why I have more friends than you do. Yeah, so I you're think more outgoing. <laughs> well, one of the big stories that we've been covering at DelawareValleyJournal.com, which by the way, if you get our twice a week newsletter by going to our website Ooh. and signing up for it, which is absolutely free, has been the development of bringing a health department, a standalone health department to Delaware County. And who's in charge of it? Delaware County's new health director, Melissa Lyon, who's leading the charge on promoting public health in the county. She's uh, worked for eight years at the Erie County Health Department, and uh, we will try not to hold that against you, Melissa, but I can't make any promises. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, there's a lot of good things about Erie, but I'm now in the southeastern part of the state, so let's start there. So uh, let's start with the, uh, the kind of front question. What is the job of a county health department? And in particular, in a community where you have a lot of municipal you know, governments that provide services and in this kind of new era of uh, high tech and remote services, what's what's the sweet spot for the county health department? Yeah, I appreciate the question. So ultimately, a public health department's responsibility is to prevent illness, injury, disease and premature death. And we do that through uh, prevention of disease and injury, uh, promoting healthy lifestyles and ways of living, and then protecting our environment. And that doesn't mean just our natural environment, but also our built environment, basically where we live, work, play, recreate, worship. So ultimately, that's like my little elevator speech. That's what's expected of a local health department. Um, where we'll be starting is fairly fundamental on uh, services that prevent the spread of infectious and communicable diseases, as well as working with our municipalities on trans, uh, ish, transitioning over to do, in particular, restaurant and food service establishments going to be a big heavy lift for our public health department here in Delaware County. Well, let's jump it. Let me be the rude interviewer, which is my job. Your job is to look down my throat and I'll go, ah, and my job is to be rude and interrupt you. The uh, that's one area where there's been a lot of uh, questions, some debate. Some of the municipalities say that the county's not prepared to take that job over. They say it's going to cause confusion with their local uh, businesses who have to have these inspections and that the county just isn't ready to absorb the responsibility. Is that uh, fair, unfair? Your thoughts? Yeah, so I appreciate asking the question. I mean, it would make sense that there would be uh, speculation that we're not prepared. Um, anything that has changed, there's always going to be concern how well that change or transition will happen. And we all know that change typically will have some bumpy spots along the way. But to say that we're not prepared, I would like, in my opinion, say that we are very prepared. Uh, we have the uh, inspectors ready to go. The division is fully uh, functional. I've been saying uh, recently, like they're in their cars with their engines red, revved and ready to go. So uh, in contrary, we are we are very ready to, to take on this work. Um, well, Melissa, welcome to the Delaware Valley. Um, how do you like it here so far? 
Oh, I've been enjoying it very much. Um, it's a lovely community. I felt very welcomed. Everyone's friendly. Uh, yeah, I couldn't have landed in a better place, frankly. Um, has the health department gotten its final approval from the state yet? We have not yet received our final approval. We have uh, regular communications with them. In fact, I think last week we talked to them twice um, and then we revised an operational plan with just some small uh, pieces that they wanted to see that we clearly had taken into consideration. Um, an example would be a standing order to be able to do some of our clinical work. So we're able to submit that some stuff uh, just to demonstrate we're ready to go. So we anticipate approval anytime. Um, in addition to COVID, uh, what are the other health uh, priorities in the county? I understand that uh, venereal diseases are on the rise. Yeah, so um, we would call those uh, sexually transmitted infections, and um, they are on the rise across the country, actually, because people delayed uh, seeking services for care um, if they had any symptoms for uh, such infections. And then we also know that um, increased uh, risk behaviors happen throughout COVID, meaning when you are uh, at home more often, you're engaging in activities that may put you at greater risk. So all said and done, that is one of the services. Uh, we refer to them as infectious or communicable diseases, and we'll be responsible for stopping the spread of those when they're identified. It looks very similar to COVID. COVID is one of those infectious diseases, um, communicable, which indicates that when we identify that there's a case, then we would reach out to anyone that may be at risk or have been exposed to that, and then get them to uh, diagnosis and treatment as well. Well, so the goal is to interrupt the spread of disease, which goes back to preventing illness. You know, Dr. Uh, Lyon, uh, by the way, is it Dr. Lyon, Melissa Lyon? How, how should we refer to you when we come down to the uh, new Delco Health Department? Sure, great. You're welcome to just call me Director Lyon. That works out fine. Or if you just want to call me Melissa Lyon, that works. <laughs> I am not an MD, uh, though I do intend to pursue my doctorate in public health, especially since I'm in a place of a number of universities right. uh, close by. Yeah, and, and I appreciate that. And I love how you were able to talk about, you know, those diseases that would make me blush just in a straight you medical professionals, you guys do this. This is your wheelhouse, I understand. One of the questions that uh, we've been asking is, is Bill, having a brick and mortar county health department, uh, you know, bringing the latest 20th century technology to the 21st century health industry. You have so many ways that you can do telehealth, online health, et cetera. Uh, you know, people are moving more and more to, you know, doctoring over their phone. And yet we're just now spending, uh, you know, tens of millions of dollars over the next decade on a brick and mortar health department. Why was that necessary? Why is that a smart way to spend tax dollars in Delaware County? Yeah, so I'm, I'd love to talk about um, the concept of the community really understanding what a public health department does. And actually, we are not a medical provider in our design. Um, the medical services that we end up providing are actually very specific around the concept of protecting populations in the concept of communicable or infectious diseases or vaccine preventable diseases. So if you can think about it from the concept of protecting populations, we then have some services that we provide. But ultimately we're much greater than that. We have to have staff that can do 
um, everything from health promotion, environmental administration. And so you, you need to have this bricks and mortar concept where we are people that provide services and or strategies to protect individual population health. And so we're people serving people. So you need to do that in person, to be honest. Melissa, um, I understand there's some issues with the uh, Crozier Health System, which is being sold. And in the meantime, they've closed down uh, some ERs and um, uh, maternity units and mental health units. Uh, is the health department stepping in to help out and uh, refer people to different services for that? Yeah, so the health department doesn't, uh, it, the health department doesn't really have the role of stepping into um, the healthcare system. So public health is really about designing people in a healthy lifestyle, uh, the prevention piece so that they have to have less access to treatments and extensive care in hospitals. It, we work in partnership along the continuum kind of of care, but if you can think of like public health is like, the prevention, the first side, long before anyone needs care, that's the work that we'll be hyper-focused on. Now, I know that there are a number of community entities, um, uh, leaders uh, in the county that are having conversations about what happens next for um, the community based on some of these changes of your hospital systems. But ultimately the health department's um, wheelhouse will be looking at where do we keep people healthy longer? Like, like that's what our job is to be doing. Melissa, I was also wondering, um, there's the startup costs of $10 million or so for the first year. Is most of that in personnel or in uh, the building itself? Uh, where is that going? Yeah, so uh, a lot of that money is earmarked for personnel, as I said, we are people servicing people. And then you are correct, uh, some of the bricks and mortar build out of what our health department uh, structure will be. I did sort of uh, overlook the concept of our buildings will also be uh, available for community space, meaning that community members or agencies will, will have what we call flex space or community meeting space. So we're looking for us not to just be an agency, but actually a resource in the community community where people can come together gather have brainstorming uh help us drive the direction of the health department where we may have visionary sessions and and the such so uh really looking forward to what that provides for our communities another thing i was wondering is um after you've been in operation for about a year or so how will uh, we gauge your success yeah i love that question it's a really great question so gauging the success, so a um, 21st century public health department, or you've heard a public health 3.0 model, um, is really about what we say uh, data-driven decision-making or using metrics. So you will have um, clear uh, parameters on which we will be setting our sales or our guiding star, and then we will be reporting out on that. And we call it performance management. Um, we are currently, you go about this systematically, and this has been a real um, heavy push to get a health department. And so we're now systematically going through and designing 
what's our strategic plan basically for the agency and then we'll have to do what's called our community health plan what's our plan for the community and where do those two intersect so out of that we'll be getting to pick, begin to pick metrics and we'll be very transparent on what those metrics look like and then how well we are achieving them and let's wrap up the conversation we're talking about the uh, big public health topic for the past years obviously uh, COVID 19 and so the first question is how do you think the public health industries, community, whatever the, the proper word is, has handled COVID-19? Uh, that's a great question. You know, that's been a heavy one on public health practitioners' minds for over two years now. We are very proud of our work that we did um, early on, even though we always knew we'd be under-resourced. And, you know, this these are national conversations that public health practitioners have been having. I'm very involved at the state and national level with this. So knowing that we'd be under-resourced if anything of a magnitude of a pandemic that we experienced happened, and, and, and that came true. Um, as public health practitioners, we really believe that that would then lend itself to natural support and investment into public health. And as we all know, that's not exactly how it transpired. Uh, we're worried about our reputation. Um, we're worried about communities actually value, valuing the work that we do because you invest in the things that you value. So if, if we're being devalued, that will definitely be a problem. Um, overall, how do I feel that the you know, public health handled it? When we were able to be resourced to do the work that we're tasked to do, such as contact tracing, um, immunizations, uh, good communication, I, I think we did well. I think when we became overwhelmed with cases and how that was handled, and we're not, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and speculate on how all that played out, right. um, it became very difficult for us to do our job. So that's interesting because uh, Pew Research just came out with a poll this week that said that of all the groups you know, connected to COVID, from hospitals to elected officials to even the president, the one whose reputation has plunged the most is public health officials. And it's down by, uh, it's now un underwater with, uh, with people, not because of resources, but because of poor handling of communications, because of intentionally false statements like you don't need masks early on in the uh, COVID. And then of course that message had to be changed because of reports like the Johns Hopkins study that just came out that showed that the lockdown had only 0.2% impact on the number of deaths. So do you really think that the health public health industry? Are the people wrong? Are Americans just wrong about the job that the public health community did? You know, I think where we failed as a public health um, industry, as if, if we can refer to it right. that way, is for decades, and I'm maybe I can even say, you know, multiple decades, mm -hmm. we did not um, promote ourselves as how valuable we are in the work that we do all the time behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And so when it came time to be up against something of this magnitude, um, we didn't have our reputation lined up the way it should have been from that. So I can give an example. So like if there's a plague and I'll be honest, like this happens and we'll have cases periodically that <laughs> I would learn about. Please, please don't throw the word plague around. We just barely made it through COVID. No, yeah, no, I hear you. But but this is the work that we do all the time, meningitis. Right. Um, and you don't ever hear about it because we took care of it behind right. the scenes, right? So we failed ourselves long before the pandemic ever became the issue. And we have to do better there. And now we have to recover. The last question is, Going forward, you know, I, I'm not going to let's not even talk about a plague. I, I, I can I'm barely holding it together here, but let's say there's another 
COVID-ish like thing sometime in the future, uh, 10 years from now, whatever. What are, what are the couple of lessons that you're going to take away from what we just went through to help, you know, the people of Delaware Valley be able to protect themselves in Delaware County to address it? What, what are the, what are the takeaways from the past two years for you? Yeah, so each of these emerging um, infections or emerging threats, as we refer to them as, mm -hmm. always have their own flavor or style and how they become a magnitude of, let's say, a pandemic. So avian flu could be that, Ebola possibly, right? There's always these threats and there's an amazing team nationally that, that keeps their eye on these things. You know, what do we do moving forward? What are the things that we learned? I mean, we learned that uh, public health actually impacts everyone, right? And so like good health, good business is good health. Good tourism is good health. And so having all of our non-traditional partners be in the mix of the solution or how we're going to strategize, um, we need to do better in the future. So that's everything from school districts to businesses to um, churches. All of those aspects of our society have to be part of the solutions in order for us to ever get through something like this again. And did you learn anything about mandates? Do they work, not work, necessary, uh, create more resistance than they help solve? What's your takeaway on mandates? Yeah, you know, I think um, I'll sort of wait and see what some of the research says about how effective mandates are or are not. But I think the part that we always have to take into consideration is that human behavior and that compliance, right? So if you don't have good compliance on what you're expecting people to do to help mitigate the spread or have their safety, then then there's an issue. So it's, it's getting the what we, we call it risk communication. How are you communicating what you need people to do and why it's important that they do it because it's about the greater good. I think our social fabric is very broken and this is my own opinion. Our social fabric is broken. Public health does not fix our social fabric. Our so social fabric has to be fixed from many, many, many different areas right. and aspects. And you know, people in politics, you keep that in mind too, that politics is just politics. It's also not our social fabric. And there's only so much you can do when people are distrustful of each other or are not willing to, uh, you know, think about the community as well as their own desires. That is an excellent point and an excellent point for us to wrap up with. So we really appreciate your time and uh, good luck with the new job. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to speak with both of you this afternoon. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the Delaware Valley Journal on the air. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends, post it on social media. And if you haven't, sign up for our twice a week newsletter so you don't miss any of the terrific content from DelawareValleyJournal.com. Thanks again. I'm your host, Michael Graham.